Hello, hello. It's another case of mixtape and identity, and my guest this week is Liv Hewson. Yes, thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 49 with actor Liv Hewson. It's a bit of a first for me, actually. This is the first time I was able to hang out with a guest before recording an episode. Um, I went to London to see Frankie McNair perform at the Soho Theatre back in December. Um, so I was able to hang out with Frankie and and they brought Liv along, which was which was great. Uh, and yeah, we got chatting about the podcast and, and look at us now. Very excited about the list. First of all, there were uh, a couple of songs in there that were huge for me when I was a teenager, which you know starts off on the right foot. And some obviously some brand new songs for me as well. And it was all great. I, I really, really enjoyed listening to it. Speaking of the playlist, if you're new to the show, if this is your first time listening, then just let you know that we do release the pl- the playlist that we're talking about ahead of the podcast coming out. So that comes out on a Monday with the podcast coming out on a Thursday. So if you want to listen to that, it is available on Spotify. Links in the description. Uh, Mixtape and Identity is the profile on Spotify. And also follow us on Instagram for any little updates. All the, all the links are there and all the um all the announcements um so yeah look the episode here it's it's a great chat um Liv is absolutely lovely very thoughtful really put a lot of effort into into the song choices very very open um there's a there's some stuff in here that will i think resonate with me for a long long time so i'm very excited for you to hear it so i will shut up i will be back at the end of the episode but we'll just get into it this is episode 49 of mix the and entity with Liv Hewson. Every day, um, how ooh, how often? Every day, multiple times a day, uh, yeah. and ooh, a lot. I don't know. I don't know how much time I spend listening to music, but I am now realizing I think it's quite a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> I got myself yeah. some noise cancelling headphones late last year, and that has. I mean, they've been surgically attached to me pretty much since I got them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it, uh, lately it's at least been like a couple of hours a day. I think, if I'm being honest. Right. And are are you trying to find new music when you're listening, or do you go back to old familiar? Typically, I I flit around a lot. Um, and I love a good rabbit hole. I like, um, I like leapfrogging from familiar things into unfamiliar things. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, when I'm listening to music, I'll I'll pretty happily bounce around from like songs that I know very well to songs that I've never heard to back right. again, and I'll happily muck around doing that for a long time. I like um, a bit of both, you know. I okay. I find I find it I find it energizing um, to find new things, but I also like the stuff that I like, of course. So yeah, both. Okay, and do you find yourself going to playlists mostly, or do you? Do you, mm. Would you ever stick on an album? Oh my god, I love listening to albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I love listening to complete albums, heaps. And um, if I'm if I'm at home uh, by myself, I'll often just put on an, an album from the beginning and then uh, sort of live out whatever activity I'm doing while it plays completely. I like making playlists. I like listening to playlists that other people have made. I like listening to playlists right. that other people have made for me. Um, but I do have a real soft spot for like listening to albums that were designed to be listened through in one hit i think that's awesome yeah Yeah, definitely okay great um and you mentioned making playlists so i've I've seen Mm, yeah (laughs) um uh so we'll talk yellow jackets okay 
also you know we know is amazing um mm-hmm. and i'll probably time the release of this for roughly when the show comes out as well oh um, beautiful so. come on <laughs> um but uh so you you make like van centric yes van, your character on the show you make van centric playlists yes i i made one the wild I don't I it's it, that's not a usual actory habit for me I will say but right. there's something about like um like Van in particular and the world of this show in particular like the world of the show is so specific it's like mid 90s like women focused the the sort of like musical world of the show um fascinated me and and I, I kind of felt that it was a bit of a blind spot and I was like well the to- the show that I'm in is is a period piece you know, and like it's creating yeah. a very specific mood and a very specific feel, and music is a big part of that. So, like halfway through season one, I started making a playlist for Van just because I was enjoying discovering '90s music that was appropriate for the show. And then right. I got so much out of doing that that I made one for her again uh, this season, and it's become very helpful, um, like not just enjoyable but also like useful for me at work. So I think I'm going to do that forever. I think I'm going to do Amazing. one every year. Yeah, it's cool. So- I enjoy it. Do you do, will you sort of use that playlist to get yourself into that character space then? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the um, by the end of season one, I was I was doing that a lot, and then this time when we were filming season two, I was like, I would be like working on the playlist sort of throughout the like five and a half months that we were filming, and um, particularly in the back half when um, you know, spoiler alert, but the, the situation does not improve for these young women so like as we were getting to kind of like the thorny end um i found myself listening to the songs that i picked out heaps and it was very helpful nice is there is there a difference between what van would listen to and what Liv listens to well it's interesting that you say that because i don't think the playlists are necessarily about what van would listen to necessarily i think i think there's some overlap like i think some of the songs on there are are, is stuff that that she would like um Mm -hmm. But it's more about um, it's more about building an atmosphere. Like it's not just like like what Van would be walking around listening to, but it's like what what is the color and shape of the experience that Van is having, and then what does that sound like musically? Um, is kind of how I approach it. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, I kind of feel like. It would be really interesting to dedicate an entire show to it, but um, I have. I mean, listen, that. listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not not interested. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. Um, right. Uh, I, yes, but I do have my own format, so we'll, we'll get into mm-hmm, we'll mm-hmm. get into the list that you've created for this show. Great. Um, so, song one is a song you fell in love with straight away. Yes. So you went for Blood Bows Ohio by the National. Oh. Boy, howdy, did I. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I, I, I think I, I should probably tell you where I, where I first heard this. Um, okay. But in, in order to do that, I'm, I'm going to talk about what it was like to have an eating disorder for a second. Um, okay. So, so when I was about 14, I, I had an eating disorder and I, I, was, I was very sick. Um, I was very unwell and when you're like um when when you're when you're literally physically starving you don't uh have any uh experiences like you're 
no no sensory information is getting in because your body is busy um trying okay. to survive so you, so you're not really forming <laughs> short-term memories very much you're like you can't focus on anything anyone is saying to you like you're you're not really taking in what the world around you looks like or sounds like or feels like it's just sort of static it's like there's a very thick pane of glass in between you and the rest of the world um nothing gets in so um i at around the time where i had like started the recovery process but like just barely um i was rehearsing for um a play with and i was the youngest person in the cast by like a, a decade i would say so i was um on like a weekend painting sets with my castmates who were all about like university aged and so they were in charge of the music that was playing while we were doing that and then and one of my castmates just like sort of quietly on the speaker plugs something in and then uh this song starts playing mm-hmm. and um and another castmate who was with me i rem- i can hear the tone of voice he said this in he was like the freaking nationals <laughs> so it was like they, they both knew and liked this band already and uh, and something physically happened to me that that has n- not quite happened before or since i think with a piece of music because it, it genuinely felt like um like inside my chest there was this like granite slab that had been there for ages that like suddenly had a crack in it like the like the the drums in this song and the sort of like humming sense that kicks in and it I, it's like it it got in like it got mm. in it and and it was like painful almost it was like i felt very pierced by it like this song started playing and suddenly it was like ah oh, jesus christ like ouch but some something was happening to me like i was having mm. i was having a reaction to stimuli for the first time in fucking ages right uh, um and this <laughs> i i think this was like a couple of months before my 15th birthday because the album hadn't come out yet and I just I just quietly listened to the rest of the song put my paintbrush down like didn't say anything to anybody and then asked my parents for this album for my birthday um and then I spent the like the re- the rest of the Australian summer that year uh with the blinds down like lying in the dark on the floor of my room listening to the album this is from High Violet and like just getting used to having feelings again um so it's this this album is very special to me, but this song is in in particular. It's, I think it's my favorite song ever written. Wow. Well, what a way to start. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's that's quite an age to have that as well, because I think that's an age that a lot of people do like just start to have like a connection with music or start mm-hmm. to based their personality around music that they like or you know a lot of people look back at that sort of time that's why i you know i pick out um i said pre-teen years but like early teens is like yes. a, a key sort of era of, of music because that's when that's when a lot of people latch on to what their thing is mm. so that multiplied by the you know starting to feel that again oh my god yeah a crazy combination yeah it was like somebody had like dialed me back in to the to the world you know yeah very very intense i love this song a lot amazing so what does that um what does it feel like now when when, when, if you listen to it now does it sort of 
put you back into that mindset or like i'm so like, i'm so fond of this song i'm i'm grateful to it you know yeah yeah um and i just i have such an attachment to it it's like it's part of me now mm-hmm. in so many ways um yeah so it's like it's like an old friend yeah yeah amazing I feel quite similar around uh, music music that I listened to when I was uh, suffering from depression. Yeah. Um, a poster in the background there is Frightened Rabbit, which is... Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that sort of that, that gratitude is like a big thing that I feel when I listen to, to music from round about that time. I don't necessarily feel the same way. And mm. it sort of puts me back in the mindset in that in a similar headspace, but without without the jeopardy i suppose um yes but yeah it's 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 a it's a strange thing to feel so dark and down at the time and i have this music sort of lift you out of it and then be able to look back on it like years and years later and have a sort of it's like you're looking at the same thing but with a slightly different lens mm-hmm. do you know what i mean it's 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 a strange thing yeah um, and it's like you have a you have a relationship with it you know yeah. yeah yeah definitely um yeah and it's still a, it's a it's a, it's a it's a great song as well which is uh, oh it's so good yeah yeah because it, like it would be a bit of a shame if like you know you had that <laughs> experience but with you know the crazy Just... frog or whatever else was going on <laughs> can you time. good call 100 percent. can you imagine <laughs> just means so much to me um this piece of music what can i say <laughs> yeah all right song two is a song that Mm -hmm. took you a while so Mm -hmm. you've gone for maria we've lost dancing Um, yeah (laughs) yes this one took me a second (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it did i i was not very familiar with fred again um this i got introduced to him by some friends i think like uh june june or july last year mm-hmm. earlier than that i don't know when anything um happened but i like i think i think around then uh okay. so i w- i wasn't very familiar with him but some friends of mine were and like adored his music heaps and um to the point where they'd seen him live multiple times and so i was in la these friends of mine also were there and they were like we're going you should come this is going to be sick and i was like cool amazing i like live music that sounds great so on my own pre doing that i like listened to a couple of his songs and um really liked them i was like oh this is gonna be awesome like the song he has with baxter drury in particular like these are my friends i really really enjoyed Mm -hmm. but i did like sort of like a cursory listen then went to my friend's house before the concert and got uh too high before we went (laughs) (laughs) and only realized that i had done that when we arrived at the venue and so it was just like we got there and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so I spent uh, the concert was a lot of fun, but I spent most of it just like really keeping an eye on myself to make sure that I didn't freak out. Um, sure. And and he played this song, obviously. Uh, and I was just like, oh, Fred, I don't know about this one. Because <laughs> like, I what I realize now is that I was I was in a very like delicate headspace. 
sure. and wasn't quite ready to hear like mournful house music about the pandemic. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've, sure. I'm, it's like I'm feeling quite thin-skinned. I don't know if I can handle this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing my best to like be here physically. Um, <laughs> the rest of the show is really good, and I mean, like this song is great. But it yeah. took me a fucking second. And like I, sure. I listened to it subsequently a few more times and I was like, oh, it just makes me feel quite unsettled. Um, <laughs> and then and gra- gradually as I sort of like on my own became like more familiar with his songs, like off the back of the experience that I'd had seeing him live. Um, right. I, it was it was very tentative, but I was like, oh, this song is actually excellent. Okay, I think we're going to be fine. <laughs> I think we're going to be okay. Guys, everything's fine. It's okay. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. So by by the time this song was used at the end of Triangle of Sadness, I was on board. But it took me a few okay. months because right. I was scared. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. It is... I, I, I do... I know what you mean. Though, I find it quite jarring sometimes seeing, mm-hmm. like, covid stuff in media mm. when i'm not expecting it like um glass onion mm-hmm. that like that was set in the middle of the pandemic and that was i like, know it's a know, bit this, much yeah it's like, like <laughs> this is at the end of 2022 and then you know he's you know they're talking about masks and social distancing and lockdowns and stuff and i'm like no i'm watching yeah. this around christmas time because i want a fun whodunit don't don't bring covid back into it it's funny, I had a sort of similar experience watching Glass Onion where I was like, yeah, this movie's great fun. There is something in me that is like hackles <laughs> up about the pandemic stuff. Like I'm not, yeah. it's like I'm just now, um, I, it's if, on an individual level and then also on like a social level. It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't think we're far enough away from it yet to do any reckoning with it at all, you know, no. uh, in some way. So yeah. that there is this sort of like emotional, emotional, like physical, maybe tensing up that a part of my body does whenever, yeah. um, I'm confronted by like serious pandemic stuff in a piece of art. Yeah. Um, but the song is very good. I just, yeah, I just definitely. needed to, I just needed to be ready to be vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I get, I get tense even watching like, you know, say like serious COVID stuff. I, I mm. like even little things make me feel uneasy, like panel shows mm. when they're sitting oh, yeah. distance and spaced out and they've got the yeah. partitions. And then watching the same show when they're all close, they're all, like it's normal, and I'm like, they're too close together. That's not, that's weird. It's weird to see people like face to face. But um, I know it's like you yeah. can feel your brain working very hard to like <laughs> make sense of something, and then also like keep you safe from it. Yeah, yeah, Funny. exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I'm doing all that thinking while not too high. Mm, yeah, exactly. Well, see that. I, I really did not do myself any favors there, unfortunately. Um, but it's like it's an experience that I'm quite fond of in hindsight. Um, it's just right. like you fucking yeah. goose. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, well, speaking of too high, a uh, mm-hmm. song from your introduction to music. Is, oh yes, uh, Frontier Psychiatrist by the Avalanches. Yeah. Yes. So um, I have an older brother who's uh, six and a half years older than me. And um, I remember, I, I don't remember how old I was exactly, but I was quite young, like young mm. primary school age, for sure. Um, and I remember being at like our grandparents' house in Sydney and then and him playing this on speakers from like a CD player in the lounge room and me, mm. very small, just being like, what is this? <laughs> like, yeah. And it's, I, think of, I, I think about it very fondly because I remember my dad also really enjoying it. 
being like right. this like this is fun this rules and um the avalanches are a fantastic band this song is great i have a real soft spot for it but i it's like when i think about when i think about hearing it for the first time as a kid it's there is this sort of um overlap that it has uh how do i describe this properly it's it's fun like this song is really fun and it's um buoyant and strange and um there is something cool about it like for children if, if that makes sense like sure yeah um so i was hearing it for the first time being like oh my god music can sound like this sick yeah. like that's yeah. awesome yeah. um yeah and i yeah it's i feel like i I feel like I learned a lot hearing it young and, and I also felt like um, my understanding of music open up as a result of hearing it young. Yeah. Yeah. It'll do that. Yeah. I, I think I, I've talked on the show before about, um, I think a lot of us have that moment where you hear a song and you're like, I didn't know they were allowed to do that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and this is actually that sort of that, like that, this song is that experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the exact same song uh, a friend of mine at school same year as me but was just a little bit more had a bit more of a sophisticated music taste and she introduced it to me almost like apologetically because she was That's almost awesome. like I don't know I don't know why I like this and I don't know why I think you'll like it mm-hmm. but I think you will so give it a listen and yeah I loved it I, and I think is it just a perfect blend for me? And I'm very, very sorry to the Avalanches for making this comparison. But round about <laughs> the time I listened to this was when I was like really into um, Weeble stuff. Do you remember Weeble oh stuff? Oh my you ever god! Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And where where the joke was just like it's random. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but for anyone quite well produced. Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't <laughs> automatically remember Weeble stuff. Badger, badger, badger was like the big one. Um, yeah, you will. You might not think you remember Weeble stuff, but you yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you definitely do. Um, and this was sort of this. This felt like this felt like something that was very silly, mm-hmm. very random, but but as you say, very cool as well. Like there was something so sick, quite sophisticated about the way it was done, the way it was produced. Yeah. It all comes yes. together. I listen to it now. It's a bit of a, a bit of an experience because it's like it's so all over the place it's so random yeah. but just because i've listened to it so many times it just fits it just works for me yeah. i wouldn't it'd be weird if they did it another way do you know what i mean there's something quite like cohesive and complete about it um yeah and how like scattered it is by design and yeah it's like that some of the samples from this song became like running jokes in my family like just things that we would <laughs> reference to right okay yeah, yeah yeah which um like which, juice on your chin it's uh, like that boy needs therapy. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A couple of others too. I yeah, yeah I love this song. Um and I really like the avalanches. Perfect. All right, great. Yeah. I song four is a song that makes you happy. So you went mm-hmm. for Strange Overtones by yes, David Byrne. I did. I like this song. Um it's very buoyant. I like about David Byrne's music in general how like layered and intricate it is. And mm-hmm. um I think he's able to he's able to create an atmosphere of like real gentle joy that I love. Um Right. And like this song is quite 
domestic and sort of like quite small and like self-contained but it's but it's beautiful you know it's like it's intricate and bouncy Mm. and and i yeah it it gets a reaction out of me that's like quite like pure almost i'm just like man this rules (laughs) yeah sure sure yeah yeah i like looking at the way different people look at what um happy means in terms of like Mm. what music like because there's you you either go i think you either go in this sort of direction or you go like Mm -hmm. Katrina and the Waves, like pure mm-hmm. joy, upbeat, like you know something that's designed to be like, like the 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 extreme end of that spectrum in terms of happiness is like it's it's like an overwhelming sense of joy, and I think this is more a sort of like, as you said, gentle joy is a really nice way of putting it. I yeah, I, um, I usually say like a sort of bliss kind of yes. feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's like a peace to it, which yes, is quite yeah. nice. Yeah, peace um, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, and that that is what ten, that is what works on me more often right. i think this the like this sort of the quite like um uh vibrant super up like deliberate happiness ringers that actually don't work on me as well i think right yeah i yeah i, f- I feel the same i like i i think um actually i think i talked about this with with redown actually but mm-hmm. um i think uh the older they get the the older i get the more i um think that contentment is actually the thing that we should be yeah. aiming for rather than happiness 100 happiness is like is the is the, again to, like the, the extreme end of the spectrum and something that you'll experience every now and again yes but a general sense of contentment is like i think that's the aim for me yeah i 100 percent agree with that like like ha- like happiness is something that happens to you that yeah. that is that is to be enjoyed and faced completely and engaged with but then contentment yeah. is something that you can cultivate yes. you know yeah and yeah i think that distinction is really important for me yeah and songs like this i think lend themselves to that experience yeah yeah and the, so the, the gentleness is huge for me that like particularly in in my adult life now like being building a sense of peace or anything mm. anything that is able to like that invites me to build a sense of peace um mm. that's gravy you know that's that's my yeah, favorite sure. thing yeah absolutely all right perfect song five is a song that makes you sad so you mm. went for galleon ship by nick cave yeah. and the bad seats and i don't know if i did uh if i met the assignment correctly because it's like it's is it is it sadness exactly i'm not sure but it makes me fucking cry okay. um oh my god it makes me cry yeah yeah i i really love this song a lot it's um it it rings something out of me is how it feels like it's like it's it's like i'm like it twists something out of me that feels like important um there's something about like the rising and falling that it does it's like it's you know it's like waves it's it drifts you up and down to listen to um Mm. like warren ellis's backing vocals sort of rising and falling as as the song builds and then closes and it's just like the like the song is for me the song is is pretty explicitly about grief um Mm -hmm. and i think there's a there's a surrender to it um that shows like a pretty deep essential understanding of 
of grief and what it is to be in relationship with grief Mm. that like there's a surrender there like you meet you meet other people there you sit with them there you you are like buoyed up and down by it but you're you're just in it for the duration you know Mm. and something about the idea of like grief being this thing that you sail around like oh man yeah I th- the song is is beautiful and quite sad to me. Yeah, sure, sure. I think yeah, I think the the, the feeling I got listening to it was like it, it it brings you into a certain headspace. Mm. I think, and I think I I hadn't really thought about the rise and fall, but I think that might possibly be it. Mm. Um, because you, I don't know. It's, I didn't really feel like I had much of a choice. If I, was, yes. if I was listening to the song right it's yeah. like um there's some there's some songs or like you know bits in movies or tv shows that i can like uh that i find sad but i can choose not to find sad in the moment yeah and then there's others that you know it's not up to me it's just no. gonna it's just gonna take you along and i think yeah there's um i, I don't know if i necessarily felt the same level of sadness that you're describing but it definitely brought me along in that headspace mm-hmm. and sucked me into it so every time i listened to this song on the playlist i kind of knew that that's where my head was gonna go because the first couple of times it sort of it wasn't as i said it wasn't up to me yeah you're being taken out onto the water by it you know yeah and it's regardless of of where I'm at when I'm listening to it or like what or how I'm feeling it's like no matter what when when the part arrives when the sort of when I think of as like the it's like a reveal or something or like a turning around but when when Nick Cave sings like for we are not alone at sea and the final verse kicks in it's like well that's just absolute game over there is nothing <laughs> yeah. left for me now <laughs> um there is a yeah. there's a there's a real essential like human tenderness in there um mm. that is captured so delicately yeah um, and yeah it just yeah it just gets me yeah definitely it's, it's 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 a really important thing to have though i you know i've i talk about this a lot but you know when when an artist or a poet or uh i don't know any any kind of media creation um mm-hmm. when they're able to capture that kind of feeling and it and you can relate to it that strongly it that i mean that's i guess that's the the purpose of art really but like it's it's such an important thing to hold on to when you have a song like that or like a a thing like that that you can yeah because i i I don't know if, if, if it's something that you use necessarily but like to allow yourself to experience that headspace i find that i find that really important with songs yes. i find sad yeah there's something about this song that is like a safe landing place almost like it sure it it cap there's there's a safety in it there's something in there about like about love in grief or like sitting sitting in grief with somebody or like with everybody who's in it with you um it's yeah. it's connective to me yeah and i i find that quite emotional yeah yeah makes sense okay uh, song six is a song to relax to. Mm-hmm. So you went for Anonymous Club by Courtney Barnett. Yeah. 
I did. Um, this song is explicitly an invitation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's, and it's quite. It's very bump that. Um, it's very gentle. It's very coaxing. But the, but this this song before it's anything else, it it is an invitation to mm-hmm. relax. It's like an invitation to safety and nothing more relaxing in the world than like a clear specific deliberate um invitation into somebody else's life you know so i i find this song incredibly relaxing Mm. i yeah i I really like the the opening lyric it really sets Mm. the 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 tone um so i've forgotten the exact wording of it now but we'll write a name name tags with question marks name tags with question marks that's the one yeah Yeah. which is a really nice funny image yeah Um, yeah it is nice um so it's the it's the clarity that you find relaxing the sort of 100 percent absolutely (laughs) absolutely being told in no uncertain terms that you are like wanted around (laughs) right sure okay fantastic (laughs) yeah okay yeah (laughs) and there's sort of the 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 instrumentation in this song does like a really beautiful circling um, yeah that that i find very relaxing Mm. right there's a real like it there's a real sense of care that um yeah i find very calming okay as 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 someone who is um has spent the last year or so cultivating what i think could potentially be parasocial relationships with people at the opposite end of the world mm-hmm. i think that um, <laughs> that same clarity would be very comforting to me also oh fan- yeah fantastic <laughs> amazing yes please yeah <laughs> But I think that's instructive too, where it's like, oh, that that's useful to to give other people as well. Then it's like, oh, what are, what are the things that I would want to hear, or what's the understanding that I wish other people would give me? It's like, ah, useful, yes. useful to be aware of. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks, Courtney. It's okay. <laughs> a good one. Um, all right, song seven is a song mm. from your preteen years. Oh yes, for Sam's time. By the killers. I did. So the Killers are one of the first bands that I ever fell in love with on my own. Right. You know, that okay. I like found by myself, sought out by myself. One it's like it wasn't the first C D I ever bought myself, but it was close. Um right. is that the, the that album that this song is from, Sam's Town, which I love. Um and it's it's one of the first albums that I like learned all of the lyrics to, I think. Like I would but it was also like just mine. Like I wasn't right playing it for other people like it was just this was mine and private and something was happening to me um so i think i was in about year six and uh and yeah like the this song which is the opening track of the album well second track of the album but it's again and i think this is sort of like a pretty consistent theme for me it's like this a feeling of like being swept up and away somewhere or like a sense of momentum that's huge for me sure. musically um and i just felt i felt like something internally for me was like pinging something that was happening musically in the song which i th- that's right. about around the age i think that that sort of starts happening to you sure. um and i you know i didn't i didn't understand myself very well at all i just knew like some things were going on with me um <laughs> so like 
Brandon Flowers like singing about feeling sort of stuck and constrained in his body and in his town and in his life. I was like, yeah, dude, I probably can't get into this right now, but feels important and relatable for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Like one of the lyrics in the song, it's pretty early. He's like, I've got this energy beneath my feet. Like something underground's going to come up and carry me. And I was like, yeah, totally. I won't think any more about this until later, but for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm filing that one away. Yeah, no. Wow. He's onto something. (laughs) And so listening to this album now, it's like I still, I, I really love it and like musically really appreciate it. But I also think about like myself at 11, listening to like a Discman in the back of my mother's car, just like Mm. thrumming with, um, with an emotional understanding that I'm just beginning to like pick out with an axe, you know? Right. Sure. Yeah. I get yeah. quite fond of, of myself as a kid listening to this song. Excellent. Oh, it's a great, it's a great song. It's a great album. Yeah. Oh, it's I, amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan. So like I've said on the show before, but like my, uh, sphere of musical knowledge is very, very limited. Um, but the killers was one of the bands I was really, really into when I was like, when I was a teen. Oh, um, yeah. and, I this for me is comfortably their best album. I one hundred percent agree that, and I and I wonder like I wonder how much of it is because it's like it was so significant for me personally and continues to be. But like, Samstown is a concept album, you know, and it's yeah. just like solid all the way through. I think it's such an achievement. Yeah, I, I yeah I like I like Hot Fuzz, but this I mm. think this is just start to finish. I think this is the better album as a as you say as an as an experience as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and I, they, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like oh, it's gonna sound really pretty wanky. I feel like musically they really find themselves in this album. And, and I, I think, think that's they did actually, too. I think that is actually the case because I, I remember, I'm sure someone else was telling me on the show that they, their whole thing was basically that they, they're from Las Vegas mm. and they spent a large portion of their career trying to make themselves sound like they were in London. They were from London. Because oh, they did they a really great job. In. Yeah. Right, and that was like their sort of influences, <laughs> and then basically, then they worked out that actually their USP was just the fact that they were from Vegas, and they mm-hmm. leaned into that a lot more. Um, I think Sam's Town like alludes to that mentality 100%. as well. Yeah. Um, and obviously it was all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on! <laughs> I'm a day and age apologist. Um. Like- I like no, I I like Danage. I, I like Danage. I think that's 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 probably that's my cutoff um, with the killers personally. But um, I'm still I, in I did there. like that album too. Yeah, I fucking love the killers. Um, but this yeah, this album's really special. And again, mm. it's like there's something in there for me about us about momentum, about like running or flying or like being physically moved by a piece of music. Right. And Samstown does such a good job of that. Definitely. All right, perfect. Uh, song eight is a cover. So oh yes mercy street by fever ray oh man yeah so had you heard the original of this song no uh because uh, and i've talked about this before but peter gabriel is very very uncool um <laughs> in in the mainstream media um and like literally that i'm basing that off of um peep show for the most oh part. my god yes amazing Right, so Mark's um, a big Genesis fan, big Peter Gabriel fan, and he is like classic. bullied for it. And then mm-hmm. I was just like, "Wow, that's probably not for me." Then um, guess I should stay away. 
yeah <laughs> but i've started listening to him recently and i hadn't heard this one before but yeah i've started listening to more of his songs so i'm not very familiar with peter gabriel either and i i heard this cover before i heard the original version of the song yeah so there was a moment in time where i just thought this was a fever ray song so right, fever sure. ray is one of one of my favorite bands i think they're incredible um they have a new album coming out it will be out by the time you release this episode and i'm very excited about it um but once I once it clicked for me that this was a cover of something else, I went back and listened to um, the original version of it, the Peter Gabriel yeah. version of it, and my appreciation for Fever Ray's version of it like deepened tenfold because I realized what they'd done. Like mm-hmm. this, it's crazy. This cover's crazy. Like yeah. Peter Gabriel is this sort of like swoony, soft, kind of ambient, gentle, like dreamy. Um, yeah. Jaunty. sound yes and then fever yeah. ray took that song and turned it into like a mechanical gothic western yeah <laughs> and i don't know how they did it and i'm yeah. obsessed with it like i when i first heard this song i was like this song whips this song's amazing yeah and then i realized what kind of transformative job that they'd done with with the song in the first place and i was just gobsmacked i think it's incredible yeah I it it really really is like I, I I was the same so like I've gone back to the the Peter Gabriel version um yeah and it's it's fine I like it I don't mind it <laughs> but but yeah like I, I was the same like I I really really like this song just as a just as a song on the list um yeah. but yeah it's like I I I do I I love that when it when a when a cover. And this may be disrespectful to Peter Gabriel, but um, when the cover seems to lend itself to the song better than the original, yeah, I think there's there's so much more depth of meaning. It yes. feels a lot more atmospheric. It just, um, it just resonates with me a lot more the mm-hmm. the cover, and it's yeah, fucking great. Yeah, a good cover is transformative to me. Yeah. And this no, is about as transformative as you can get yeah. <laughs> from the original version of the song. It's it's so impressive. I love it yeah. so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's really, really good. Um, All right. Song nine is mm-hmm. a song you would sing at karaoke. <laughs> so you went from fall to pieces. I sure did. So this one, this category was tricky because I, I really love karaoke. I fucking love okay. karaoke. But so right. I, I ha- in my brain, I have like a Rolodex of like easily ten karaoke favorites of mine, and mm. I couldn't pick. I really okay. struggled. I thought about it so, okay. so long. I was like, well, what? Okay, a song that I. And then I realized that the phrasing of the question kind of lent itself to doing something else because it, it says a song that you would sing at karaoke. Not sure. a song that you have. Okay. So I was like, great, I don't have to choose between my children. Um, and <laughs> so I've I've never sung this song at karaoke, but I have a feeling that it might be the perfect karaoke song, potentially, because okay. it's recognizable. Yeah. It's accessible. People know yeah. it. It has a section where it's higher than you remember, which I think is a calling card for any good karaoke song. You have to sure. suddenly be struggling for a little bit, and not be sure yeah. if you're going to make it through or not. Um, yeah. And it's earnest, you know, it's a, it's emotionally earnest. And I think that's very important for a karaoke song. This is my favorite yeah. Avril song. Um, I think it's awesome. Right. Okay. And I think it, I think it makes a good karaoke choice because it's, it's Avril, but it's not like, it's not skater boy or I'm with you or girlfriend. It's like, 
you can give people mm. the satisfaction of feeling like they're in a bit of a deep cut with you while also um being in a, a space that is like familiar yeah do you know what? i genuinely I, I agree with you on that i think that is absolutely the sweet spot for karaoke you want something 100%. that the people recognize mm-hmm. but won't necessarily be able to sing along with every single word with you yeah and the they'll, like they'll get bits the, yeah and they'll and they'll have the satisfaction of being like oh my god this one you remember know? this song yeah yeah rather than oh this of course this, like this oh song. of course he's singing this one yeah yeah mm. yeah the screamy bit's good as well like the, the uh that high bit that is yeah that, that is a good karaoke staple for sure yeah you want an element of risk you want to be like oh yeah. my god this song is actually harder to sing than i remembered <laughs> like that that feeling's important yeah okay perfect um all right well what what tell me some of your as you put it children what are the, what are the <laughs> okay <laughs> um the big locks uh gloria by laura brannigan uh okay. dancing in the dark by bruce springsteen Excellent. um gimme 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 by abba beautiful oh my god there's more Oh, message to my girl by Split Ends. If it's on there, it's sometimes it's not, but sometimes it is. Um, okay. There's more. I should I should write them all down sometime. <laughs> Once I, an, I an there was a run letter. there was a run of time where I where I sang it's all coming back to me now at karaoke a lot because I guess I'm a masochist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I love karaoke. I'm, that that's a tricky one because I think. Um, my, my uh like standard for that because uh michelle brazier picked that song for her karaoke song and ah, she's obviously like oh my god i love michelle yeah and she's obviously like an insanely gifted singer i did a so, karaoke with with michelle and um and our friend demi once when they were in la and i loved being in a bar watching people realize how good of a singer michelle brazier is like yeah. like watching her start singing and then watch everybody within the first couple of bars be like i'm sorry who is this <laughs> beautiful yeah yeah i think you can either give the people what they want or, or yeah you have to like smash it out of the park and she um, does yeah no, i i would i would love to see it love to see it um but yeah fold fold to pieces i think is a is a really that's a really really good choice if that's what you're going for that sort of middle ground yeah i think that's perfect that's right i'm gonna do it and we're waiting for an opportunity to do it i will (laughs) perfect uh my dream by the way uh Mm. is for uh mixtape and identity become so big that there's a demand for me to come to australia and i would put on a live uh oh my god oh my god for everyone to. to do their picks that would be I mean, very, very difficult to coordinate, but would be so fun. <laughs> that would be amazing. All right, let's make this happen. I feel like we can all, bring this into like the world. Like all 30 comedians I've had on, like, are you all free on this night? <laughs> it's like, abs- we'll do it. We'll drop everything. Let's go. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Uh, song 10 is a song mm. that reminds you of a specific place. So you've gone mm. for Radiate by yes. Miranda. Yeah. Oh, I love this song. Okay, so... So the place that this reminds me of is um, Seoul in uh, 2020, in 
I was in I was in South Korea. Uh, I went there in late February 2020 for work, and then I stayed there until the oh, wow. end of June. <laughs> um, right, okay. Because something happened. <laughs> I, I was I was working this job, and then because of the place the pandemic was in, I was like, I cannot fly home. There are no flights home. I guess I'm gonna stay here for a second. Uh, so I did. Wow. Um, and I was very, very lucky. Like South Korea was an incredibly safe place to be pandemic wise at that point in time. Okay. And I, um, I was there working a job with a bunch of people who I like knew very well and loved. And like, I was safe and like, um, connected to people and like in a place that I, that I knew and loved very well. So, uh, so there, there are, there are some some parts like god that's just a crazy experience to think about now actually (laughs) (laughs) um but the point is so uh so i'm in i'm in seoul in south korea in 2020 and um the world is falling down around everybody's ears right so i mean the 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 pandemic is on uh i'm I'm in I'm in this country like by myself. I do not know what the future is. I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know what's happening. I'm just like clinging to my friends and clinging to this beautiful city and just like making the best of it. Um and god, yeah. What a what a chunk of time that was. I had some pretty like earth-shattering personal stuff go down around that time as well. But did not we all? Um so when I when I think about this song, I think about uh stomping through a train station um just getting through it, you know? I right. I, I listened to this song on repeat heaps um around that time. I would just like go on like long walks around the city by myself, listening to a lot of music, but listening to this a lot. Um, and just, just surrendering to it, I guess. It's like, well, I don't know what's going on and I don't know what the future is going to look like. And I don't know what's going to happen to me or anyone else, but I know yeah. this song is really good <laughs> like, <laughs> and I know this city's very beautiful and that's all I got. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this song was very I mean, helpful for me. Good. Okay. Excellent. Mm-hmm. What, what a, what a weird what weird timing mm-hmm. to go to korea of all places mm-hmm. i mean it's it's it, uh it, it was like a, obviously it was very personally significant and like quite life-changing and like I, I i think about it with like a lot of love um sure. but my god it, my god it was full-on good heavens <laughs> yeah and so this song what really appealed to me about it at the time and what still does is how like layered it is like the the, right. the in- introduction to this song felt p- perfect for me at that time and still does because it's a, it's like these these waves of sound coming in and meeting each other and layering on top of each other and for a second it's not quite clear how they're all going to fit together and then it clicks and the yeah. rest of the song starts and there was something about everything coming together like that that I really needed <laughs> <laughs> And then you know, like this this song is is also like about, um, like literally, literally the lyrics to this song are like from that safe internal space we radiate. So it's like it's about like feeling safe and steady and expressive. And um, my goodness, that was helpful. That, mm. that was that was very useful. Big time, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, it's it's a it's a beautiful song, and I think it again it fits the the David Byrne. Uh, yeah. vibe as well of that sort of 
uh, gentle joy is the phrase yes. used. I love it, so I'm going to keep using it. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's got that same sort of like blissful energy, and mm-hmm. yeah, l- lyrically, like it it does feel like a sort of a very safe space yes. as well. And there's so, real power behind it too. Yeah. You know, I just remember like walking around listening to the song being like, fuck it, man. I don't know. Like, here's all of my feelings. Like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and there was some, we'll there was there. like a, a release there. Yeah, definitely. Okay, perfect. Uh, song 11 is a song that reminds you of a specific person. Yes. So your song is The Killing Moon by Echo and the Bunnymen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this song reminds me of my dad. Um... My my parents have talked about going to see Echo and the Bunnymen live in the eighties, I think in Sydney. Um, okay. And like this, like, um, sort of like like gothicy eighties music. Like I really like, but I also very much associate with my dad. Um, and there's a there's a memory that I have with this song in particular, which is th- this is it's the first time I ever put noise canceling headphones on, because my dad, okay. who's like who's a bit of a music junkie himself, he really likes like ambient stuff, electronic stuff really likes good sound quality so he came into the kitchen i don't i don't remember exactly how old i was i might have been about 16 came into the kitchen with these noise cancelling headphones that he was very excited about and just like put them on my head and he was like all right listen to this did not tell me what song was going to play did no preamble nothing was just like didn't even explain what the headphones were going to do it was like no just put these on listen to that great like had come into the kitchen like excited to show me something Uh my god it was good like just it's <laughs> noise cancelling headphones are the best and yeah. it, it's the the sensory experience of wearing noise cancelling headphones for the first time um not knowing what's going to happen and then sure. this song plays uh yeah. it was i felt let in on something by him and right it's just like a fun memory i have in our relationship of like of like my dad coming in being like stoked to show me something mm. like knowing that i would like it um yeah and this song is great so that helps yeah amazing did um was it was this a regular sort of thing your dad introducing you to songs or like trying to encourage you to listen to music that he liked with me and my dad it's pretty mutual actually so like okay. and it's not it's usually not quite so direct as sit down we're listening to this it's it's sure. usually it's more like he'll be playing something around the house or like when i was growing up it would be just like cds that had been left out or like stuff that was like playing in the other room yeah. It would sort of be me being like, what, what's this? Uh, what's uh, Who's this? What's going on? Sort of like right. quietly following each other's lead. And then as I got older and more interested in my own stuff, my dad would do the same thing with me. Like I remember um, like getting my dad into Lana Del Rey. Oh, wow. <laughs> my okay. teens, yeah. But just quietly realizing that I'd done that when one day out of nowhere, he was like, gosh, she's quite good, isn't she? <laughs> 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 so there's this sort of like quiet exchange that my dad and i have musically that i really like amazing mm-hmm. that's so good i think yeah because <laughs> i think if my dad came into a room when i was 16 with noise cancel the headphones and trying to put them on my head it'd be like if i swear to god <laughs> i know it's bruce springsteen dad that's all you listen to i know it's bruce springsteen and i've heard it you've you've got five favorite bruce springsteen songs and i've heard them all stop it <laughs> um and that's very that that is very unkind uh because that's as i've got older i've, I've mm-hmm. realized that my dad's music taste is actually quite sophisticated and quite good that's he awesome. just fucking loved bruce springsteen and oh don't we all we just 
I do now, but I really didn't because he was so enthusiastic about Bruce right, Springsteen. Right, you had like, a, like, like an adolescent reactive dislike. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And it's, I, I think it was just the fact that like, uh, maybe my attention span as well because he would like i remember once he tried to show me a video of bruce springsteen performing live because you know he was he'd seen him like 30 40 times and was my god cool. really yeah like yeah yeah he's, he talks about him all the time and like he good heavens anytime he was in ireland he would go and see him and um yeah he was just like completely blown away by him and then he um yeah he put on like a, a youtube video of him performing live and i looked at it i was like this is nine minutes long i'm not watching this <laughs> like just leave me alone oh my god free um, me that's adorable yeah, yeah um i've come around since mm-hmm. I've, I've seen bruce once and it was very good and i i really like his music but yeah i think he just he tried a little bit too hard um oh yeah that'll happen yeah but that's i mean that's that's I mean that's the idea. I, I, I really desperately want to have like a similar kind of musical <gasps> relationship with my son. Oh my god! I wonder what you're gonna hassle him about. Do you have a feeling? Yeah. I mean, I I am like a huge frightened rabbit nerd, and beautiful. I I think that's probably quite a difficult one to get him into. Oh, we'll um, see. Who can say? yeah i mean i think it's it would almost be a little bit like uh i don't know if i'm like i feel like if i was like oh you'd really like frightened rabbit it feels like i'm saying something about him you know well yeah i i got into radiohead quite young and i feel like i feel like that's kind of similar where it's like wait what is going on with you are you all right yeah exactly (laughs) like like, like, i don't know maybe not yeah you're not wired right right now so um listen to this depressing music um exactly but yeah, no, I, I don't know. Like, I... Yeah. I <laughs> Also depressing. I remember I saw a thing recently that was, like... Uh, it was an album of Dad Rock. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, The Killers was on oh, it. Oh, wow. Half yeah. Buzz, and I was like, oh, shit. Well, you are a dad. That's, I mean... Yeah, exactly. If, if the shoe exactly. fits. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but but I'm I'm... I think that would be the ideal for me is like having like a variety of things and like getting them into bits and pieces. Yeah, but awesome. um, I think I'm gonna go with that more sort of softly, softly approach rather than you know, here's an album, listen to it now. Yeah, there's a, there's a delicate touch required sometimes. I yeah, think, where it's like oh I've sure. ju- oh I've just left this here. Interesting. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's so nice though. I, I really really like that. Um, yeah, me too. Dad. That's so sweet. Um, okay, perfect. Song 12 is a song that motivates you. So you mm-hmm. went for When a Fire Starts to Burn by Disclosure. You're out oh, already. I did. I'm excited to talk about this because there's a cu- there's like a couple of reasons I picked this one because it's, okay. it's, it's motivating because it's awesome. Like it's motivating because it's a great song and it, sure. it, it does genuinely amp me up just on a physical level. But also, I heard this song for the first time in 2014 um in a play i saw there's Mm -hmm. there's this like queer theater company in melbourne called little ones and they're awesome um and in 2014 they put on a production of dangerous liaisons in which everybody was played by a woman except dancini and i don't know if you're familiar with dangerous liaisons um no sorry it's totally fine uh watch it if you like (laughs) um but it's it's like it's like um 
sex and intrigue and people treating each other very, very badly. Uh, okay. But the the production that I saw was like camp and gay and uh, blew my fucking head off. It was amazing. And in fact, if you look up this theater company and find their website, you can see pictures of the stage production I'm talking about. And it's fucking okay. rules. Um, the point is that aesthetically, the the staging of this show was awesome. Like everybody's costumes were the same shade of hot pink. The background was gold. And it was like high camp all the way through. And in Dangerous Liaisons, um, everything culminates with a big sword fight to the death, like a duel, basically. And okay. over the duel, this song played. And oh, it was fucking great. sick. It was so good. Great. And I, I was like I was like 18, I think, when I saw this. And I, I think about it every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> so this song is motivating wow. um, on like a sheer musical level, but it's also motivating for me artistically because when I hear it, I feel like lit up by this um, theatrical experience I had when I was like young and sitting right, in the audience okay, of this yeah. play being like that. I want to do that. Absolutely. This is right. sick. Okay. It was awesome. Wow. So when you say I want to do that, is it like you mm-hmm. want to make people experience the same emotional reaction or you want to do very camp theater i yeah i wanted i want to do like fucking cool um like queer shit on stage forever you know like that's i do want to do that and (laughs) and i think i think when you do that and when you follow that you do get the reaction out of people that i had you know naturally um and i mean nothing excites me more than that i I, yeah it was awesome but yeah i think you're right actually that there is something buried in that where it's like man i that was so special to me and yeah. that's exactly what I want to do. And then the idea that like the work that I do could get that reaction out of somebody else in the same position I was in. Ooh, yeah. good heavens. That's the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, I, I, I think I like more and more recently, I'm starting to, I was because I, I connect with stuff like that. And then, and I'm saying stuff like that, meaning queer people doing queer stuff oh, yes basically because i don't know i find i find, I find straight people very boring now <laughs> <laughs> in a lot of ways but no i think um there's just something like I, I it's i've started to see it more and more in the last few years but 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 like very unapologetically yes gay media 100 and people who are comfortable in their own skin enough to just like be themselves be authentic and not look for anyone's permission not apologize for what they're doing not caveat Mm -hmm. anything that they're saying just just fucking say it and yeah i think you know that that's that's the main thing that i connect with from any walk of life but but yeah it's 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 a lot more fun when it's gay oh my god (laughs) like ambitious like like queer art is is my world you know it's like it's i just it means it means the world to me it it's like i don't know i cannot think of a a way to say this that is not deeply pretentious but it's i don't know it's like a life force thing for me it's it's fulfilling and cathartic and essential it's essential Um, yeah and when i hear this song i think about that yeah all right perfect (laughs) i'm so so in love with the idea of listening to this song again and just picturing a very gay sword fight 
two people dressed in hot pink, like fencing to the death. Oh my yes. fucking god! It was yes. so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, okay. I love it. Anyway, um, song thirteen is a song that someone introduced you to. So you went yes. for Diamonds and Rust. Yeah. By Jungbees. Yeah. So um, when I was in like year eleven and twelve, so, like my final years of high school. Me and two of my best friends would um, often, like, at one of our houses, sit on the back steps, um, chain smoking, and uh, with one of our laptops, just, like, in a circle, taking turns, showing each other music, like, right. playing each other songs, showing each other music videos, being like, what are we doing tonight? We're just doing this, like, show- showing <laughs> each other songs, and that is it forever. And we would do that all the time. Um, yeah. And it-, it was lovely. It's like some very formative um musical memories for me mm-hmm. and it like makes me reflect very fondly on those relationships but i think about this this is one of the songs that i think about the most when i think about um that experience because my one of my best friends at the time loved joan Baez, really loved her and this was uh was her favorite song of jones right and this friend of mine in particular she's like um an amazing singer and would like play the piano like we like we would sing together a lot and um so it's like she she introduced me to this song, which I really fell in love with because I think it's amazingly written. And then this yep. was my sort of gateway into the rest of Joan Baez's music. And Joan Baez is sick. Um, <laughs> so I'm very grateful to her for that. But there's yeah. also, I think, some category overlap here, it, like from someone introduced you to, but also reminds me of a specific person. Because when, when I listen to this song, I like hear it in her voice a little as well. Okay. It's like I can still hear my friend singing it. Um, but yeah, tied up in this song is the memory of like sitting on my friend's back steps and like listening to the music my friends are playing me and also thinking about what I'm going to show them next, you know? Yeah. Love that. Do you know what I really, really like about that, Liv? Is the, there's a real vulnerability and mm-hmm. safety to that, I think. Yeah. Particularly with this song, because I would have had similar things with my friends. It's like, you know, we would, um, one of the things we did quite often just by accident was we just sit in a car somewhere yeah. and we'd you know would exchange ipods or whatever and we just put different things on mm-hmm. but i think even then i was still trying to pick songs i thought were like quite cool or mm-hmm. i don't know there's i think this song i think if someone put this song on at least in my friend group it you'd sort of leave yourself open to like a bit of ridicule almost right. because it's it is it's quite a like very it's quite earnest. a vulnerable song yeah. it's very earnest earnest is the mm-hmm. word exactly um and yeah I, I i love the idea of 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 that but then obviously it's a secure enough place for you to to put that out there with with your friends which i which i really love it was very safe and it was very vulnerable it was like we we would communicate with each other um quite explicitly just like with the songs that we were playing um which i think is gorgeous you know sort of yeah, like adolescent like yeah this is what's going on for me haha ha, don't worry about it <laughs> like, <laughs> I, think, I think that's very sweet <laughs> yeah yeah definitely okay perfect um all right song 14 is mm-hmm. a song you wouldn't expect to like oh so my god for, for you <laughs> by Rita Ora and Liam P. I was and you so specified 
from Fifty Shades Free. Well, soundtrack. I can't pretend that's not where it's from. <laughs> I couldn't. It's. I was so annoyed at this category's existence because I was like, I'm gonna have to put the Fifty Shades song on here. There's no. If I pick any song other than this, I'm fucking lying. Like sure. it's not. I don't have anything to say for myself. I like, so okay. No, I do. Here's the thing. I've never seen the Fifty Shades films. I'm not going to okay. see the Fifty Shades films. This okay. song is by Rita Ora and Liam Payne. I don't believe I've ever heard a single one of either of their songs in my life. Okay. I don't have an excuse or an explanation. And this song is very straight also. It's like, you know, like the girl sings and then the boy sings and then they sing together. There is truly nothing to recommend this piece of music to me on paper at all. <laughs> However, I don't know how to explain it. It's this song comes on and I lose my shit. It's like by the time the chorus kicks in, I'm like, turn this shit up. This is awesome. <laughs> and I don't. I I have nothing. I have nothing to say for myself. I, I I don't remember how this happened. I think I was like watching music videos on YouTube and something of a rabbit hole. And I think I I think I stumbled across this. And I think that's how it happened. Okay. And I just remember hearing this song for the first time and going like, oh no. Like this is this is pretty good. Like this is gonna be a problem for me. It's a, like a sense of momentum does a lot for me. A blaring synth does a lot for me. I don't know what to tell right. you. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, I do, I do really like this song. I really do. Right. Okay. Yeah. I am. Um, I I I talk about the. Uh, the idea of guilty pleasures quite a mm-hmm. bit and and i i'm not a big subscriber to that no the idea of guilty pleasures i think you know people like what they like yes um and you shouldn't necessarily feel guilty for it i'm wavering on that mentality slightly with this song oh I god you maybe should feel a bit guilty <laughs> it's not guilt exactly but it is a sort of bewilderment i'm like i don't know man like, i got nothing i can't explain how this happened god it's like it's yeah. this burden of mine now i'm like yeah no this song's great <laughs> shit <laughs> like can't be helped yeah i've i've been there like i i know objectively tiktok by kesha is not a good song i know that oh it's fun sc- though scream and shout is the big one you know scream and shout by will i am and britney spears oh i probably would if you played it for me but off the top of my I will head not. i can't um okay it is oh it is so bad and i love it so much i cannot Ah. get my head around it um so yeah i can i can definitely relate Um, yeah i don't know it's like i don't know what to do with myself when i'm like well all right okay What I was thinking about that for me is like when you're talking about how you found the song, you sounded like mm-hmm. a teenager trying to explain why there's porn in the, the internet history hell. on the family I computer. I know, but that is what happened. That is what happened. I haven't I watched Fifty Shades. I swear. I swear. I, I literally have it. not. I haven't at all. Is it just around? It just popped up. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how. Up. I don't know what happened to me. I was just minding my own business. Then <laughs> Rita Ora started singing, and now it's a whole thing. Christ. Oh dear. Okay. Um we'll move on. Song fifteen. So we ended on a high. Uh, a song mm-hmm. you think everyone should listen to. So mm-hmm. you went for I Don't Wanna by the call. Yeah. Oh, this one's funny. 
uh, it's funny that this song talking about this song feels like feels more revealing than like almost any of the others to be honest okay. I I feel like this might not be true this might just be anecdotal but I I I don't feel like people know this song in general or okay. at least like not in my experience when um the rare times that I've like played it for somebody they usually don't uh, recognize it um but this so there's something there's for me there's something that feels quite private about this song um i've it's been sort of in my life for like a for like a decade i think maybe a little bit longer now but um there's something really personal about it for me Mm. particularly like now um there's there's something about it that feels like like wounded almost it's like it's this song is exhausted and um lonely and and there is there is something really essential that i connect to about it that is like a a refusal to beg for somebody's understanding or care and so you know to be honest it's like that like i i there's no way that they did this on purpose but like for me like this this song is about being non-binary and like fed up that's that's what it's okay about yeah, for yeah, me. yeah yeah um and i think a lot about the lyric like i i can only tell you what i've seen i can only tell you how it felt and so oh often God, yeah okay so often i just feel like i don't i don't i have nothing else that's that's all i've got and like yeah ultimately you can you can take it or leave it but i am not gonna stand here and like plead with you Mm. you know like i cannot do that um so this this song trips over those feelings in like a huge really deep way for me right it's like a relief almost there's something really cathartic about it um yeah but it's painful, honestly, sometimes. Um, but I, yeah. I love the the release that this song has. Like, no, I'm tired. Like, I'm, I'm tired, and I'm frustrated, and and I'm, and I'm just gonna release all of that. You know. Yeah. That's important to me. Yeah. Wow. I can, I can, I can see why that lyric would would connect because it's such a. Okay, it's just such a prevalent thing in yeah. mainstream culture and it's something mm. that I, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck is up with my algorithm on tiktok but like <laughs> so often i'm being fed things about like you know non-binary debate trans debate you know yeah, i can't i cannot do it i can't and, do it yeah and in my in my adult life now where i'm at now i've i really and this song really pings a lot of those feelings for me where I'm like, I'm not going to fucking do this. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not yeah. going to debate with you. I'm not going to beg you. I'm not going to plead with you. I'm not going to like no. prevaricate or grovel. I'm not doing any of that. Like I can tell you the truth, but that's yeah. it. And like, and I don't, I have nothing else to give, you know? Yeah. So I, I grew up in a small town um, yeah. in, northern ireland uh in a very christian household very christian upbringing yeah um so i have spent a good portion of my teenage life like very homophobic sure right. and uh you know it it does it takes it takes effort to like 
to break that down and yeah. get to the, the the place i'm in now mm-hmm. um but actually that thing that you mentioned there the i can only tell you what i've seen i can only tell you how it felt is the yeah. big thing that i it's it's the big thing that i kept coming back to when i was trying to evaluate my sort of my feelings on the situation and and mm-hmm. i just it all boiled down basically to like shutting up and listening to what people are saying in terms of like their <laughs> identity their experience and not trying to explain that back to them or yeah. to tell them that they're wrong um but and, and i i find it exhausting just like and like as a straight white man looking at things on the end i find it exhausting seeing how often that's called into question so yeah. i can't even imagine how difficult that is when it's your very identity like your very yeah. person that's being yeah questioned or um torn down almost i used to feel um that that it was my job to never ever uh, reveal that it was hard you know yeah. that, or that or that it was painful or that um that i that like if i if the t- the times where i felt like rejected or scorned or dismissed or whatever or the times where it was painful i was like okay well i can't it's like I'm my, it's like my responsibility here is to keep that away from people because i because you can't you can't get angry because then people will feel pushed away from you and they'll dig their heels in harder and it's like you can't get upset because then people will make fun of you and it's like you i was i just spent so long certain that it was like paramount that i avoid engaging with any uh any negative reactions that i had when mm-hmm. I felt like in conflict with the world, um, uh, but that only hurts me, you know. Sure. And and to be honest, I think there's real value in uh, actually telling people like how much having to explain myself over and over again sucks. <laughs> you know, where it's like this is not this is not a debate for me. This is not like a thought exercise. Like this is painful, and I and I don't want to entertain it, and I don't want to have to do this and i'm not going to like i feel i feel a real power in in getting fed up in yeah in not making it as easy as possible for other people because it's not my job it's not my job to make myself or who i am or like the lives of people like me easy for other people and 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 how dare you ask me to do that you know frankly (laughs) so so this song brings up a lot of those feelings for me All, all I can say to that is 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 thank you because I do think that's wow. a very I do think that's a very important a very important message to have out there, um, and hopefully if there's any th- there will be people listening who will resonate with that. Yeah, I hope we'll so. We'll take something from that. I hope so. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a beautiful and important and difficult note to end on, but that brings <laughs> us to the end. <laughs> Um, so um, normally I ask if you have anything that you want to plug or promote obviously fucking yellow jackets which is yeah do, uh, um, watch my television show please it's good and I'm proud of it <laughs> <laughs> excellent um, is there anything else you want to you want to bring up oh I don't think so I mean this is like this is so fun 
this is like a dream exercise for me. It's just to like pick songs and talk about them in, in detail and what they mean for me. And so like, thank you for having me on. This was a treat. Well, thank, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Of course. And that is it for episode 49 of Mixtape and Identity. Thank you so much for listening. If you're not already watching Yellow Jackets, go and watch Yellow Jackets. I promise you it's worth your time. It's such a good show. It's so great. It's one of my favorite shows from the last couple of years. So please go and check that out. I've also included Liv's socials in the description of the podcast, so go and drop them a follow. Keep giving Liv all of the love and support. I'm very excited to see what they do next because I think they're very, very talented and just a lovely person. If you like this show and you want to support it, you can do that financially. We have a, a coffee link set up, which means you can just throw a couple of quid for an episode that you've enjoyed, um, and there's no monthly obligation there. You do have the option to, to chip in monthly if you, if you prefer, but yeah, no pressure either way. If you're not in a position to do that, uh, that's absolutely fine, but please do support the show in other ways. So tweet about it, share it on your Instagram story, tell your friends, get get more people listening, um, and you know, if, if you haven't left a review already, give us a nice review, give us a good rating. Um, all that stuff helps keep growing the podcast making it the best that it can be basically so um all the love and support is very much appreciated i'll be back next week for episode 50 but for now look after yourselves i'll speak to them